everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I've posted a lot of stuff on social media. I like social media. I really do. And I've thought a lot about what I've posted on social media, and I've planned it, but I posted something several years ago, and I thought it was kind of humorous. It really went viral. It's the only thing in my life that's ever gone viral. I mean, I've had viruses, but this is the only thing that's ever gone viral. And I was just told before I walked out, it has like 2.1 million likes or views or whatever, and to me, that's a lot. Here's what happened. And this is a very foolish thing that I did. And we're talking about being foolish. Lisa and I were on a road trip right at the end of the trip. We're maybe 45 minutes away from our house. Our 110 pound Doberman was in the back seat of my brand new SUV. My favorite dog in the world, Ava, seven pound Maltipoo, was in my lap and we were making our way home. It was raining outside. And Lisa turned to me, a voice of wisdom. Honey, I think Dutch is sick. You need to stop the car. Fool. Lisa, he's not sick, he's fine. We can make it home. I kept driving. Voice of wisdom. Honey, stop the car. I'm telling you, Dutch is sick. He's going to ruin the car. Lisa, Dutch is fine. I can tell. It's raining. We're not going to stop the car. This went on for a while. The voice of wisdom versus the response of a fool. So she kept on, and I looked back, and I thought, man, Dutch does look kind of bad. And, and at one point, I could tell he was trying to get out of the car. His, his fingernails and toenails were imprinting the Corinthian leather on my back seat. He was like, like that. And I, I go, okay, okay, Lisa, I'm going to pull over. I put my blinker on. It was too late. He had, and let me warn you, explosive diarrhea. Now, don't send me any hate because I said diarrhea. Everyone deals with it, okay? I'm going to show you the video because I filmed it. Now, wait a minute. If you're squeamish, close your eyes. I know way back in the balcony. Hey, just close your eyes. I want you to see this. I call this, because it happened around Halloween, I call this the doo-doo demon. Watch this. Dutch! Oh. Oh my gosh! It's the doo-doo demon! It's Halloween, it's the doo-doo demon! Do you know how much money that cost? Oh, no, no. They couldn't clean it. I had to get new seats. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was without a car for several weeks. It was, it was really bad. I'm 
I'm a fool. I am a fool. I didn't listen to the voice of wisdom. You got wisdom on one hand, you got foolishness on the other. Let's do a series about being foolish. Have you ever been foolish? Have you ever taken the path of folly? I have. Have you ever been foolish? You might be going, well, wow, I was foolish to marry that guy after only dating him for three weeks. I was foolish because I didn't work diligently enough on my college education or maybe my master's. I was foolish because I kept spending and spending and spending and now I'm in serious trouble financially. I was foolish because I didn't spend time with my spouse with those date nights and I put the kids over my spouse. I was foolish. I think all of us would nod and say, yep, I've taken the path of foolishness before. We have an option, do we not? The path of folly, and we have a fascination, at least I do, with foolishness. And we tend to, to, to kind of naturally take that path. It's just who we are. We have that pull toward folly and foolishness as opposed to as opposed to wisdom. Now listen to me, I'm not talking about knowledge. We're going to look at the juxtaposition between the path of wisdom versus the path of folly or foolishness. I'm not talking about knowledge. Knowledge is great. Gain knowledge. Get an education. But I'm here to tell you, it's not the answer to life's problems. We're the most educated culture in the history of the world, yet our culture is collapsing all around us. We're drowning in data, yet wisdom is waning. We need wisdom. I need wisdom, you need wisdom. I pray for wisdom in my life all the time. I pray for wisdom as I teach scripture. I pray for wisdom. I pray for wisdom. Wisdom. Do you have wisdom? Again, I'm not talking about knowledge. And when I say fool, I'm not talking about someone who's stupid or someone who's a card-carrying idiot. I'm not talking about that. A fool can be defined as someone who is open. If you look at the word fool, in the original language, I'm talking from the Bible, it means someone who is just open. A fool is open to anything and everything, and they really don't believe nothing. I mean, that's just kind of what it means to be a fool. And there are a lot of educated fools. I have a friend of mine, in the Bahamas, and I spent a lot of time in the Bahamas, in the out islands, in other words, not where the tourists go, but where the real Bahamians live, and they have a great saying, when you do something ridiculous in the Bahamas, they'll say, you're doing fool. I like that. You're doing fool. So we're either doing fool, 
or we're doing faith. So you can have a high IQ, but a low GQ. And I'm not talking about a cool outfit. I'm talking about a God quotient because wisdom comes from God. I'll say it again. Wisdom comes from God. Having said that, we're going to do a series on the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs is nestled over in the Old Testament. Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. What's Proverbs about? Wisdom. No, really, what's it about? Wisdom. Seriously, Ed, what's it? Wisdom. But here's the, here's, here's the great stuff. Wisdom in relationships. You're married, you're single, you're young. Really, it's for young people, this whole book. But also it's for people like me and others here. So it talks about relationships. Proverbs talks about initiative. Proverbs talks about work. It talks about temptation. Talks about adultery. It talks about wealth. It talks about success. It talks about running with the right squad. I said to myself, man, I wish the book of Proverbs was really relevant. (laughs) But I said to myself, you know, we need to read this and study this and really unpack it. 31 chapters written by Solomon, written by arguably the wisest man who ever lived next to Jesus. In fact, I say arguably, the Bible says he is, and other people might go, yeah, he was wise, but I'm not sure. Solomon also was the wealthiest man who's ever lived. He memorized over 2,005 Proverbs. People would come from all over the world to listen to him wax eloquently about all sorts of subjects. Solomon, King Solomon, he was king during the golden era of Israel. Solomon, man, he, he had it going on. God appeared to him. In fact, in the Old Testament, Jesus appeared to him. You might be going in the Old Testament. Yes, it was called a theophany. A theophany is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus before his incarnation. Theophany. And Jesus basically said, hey, Solomon, what do you want? I mean, seriously, what do you want? Now, how cool would that be if Jesus appeared to you right now? Oh, you can have anything, Ed. Hey, Andy, you can have anything. Laura, anything. What would it be? Oh, I want more followers on Instagram. I want to be popular. I want power, man. That's what I want. No, I want cash money. That's what I want. You know what Solomon's answer was? It was brilliant. I want wisdom. Jesus might have said, come back. Wisdom. But check it out. He received wisdom. Solomon became wealthy and popular and powerful. Isn't that amazing? Solomon wrote this. Now, there were two other contributors, minor contributors, that we don't really know that much about. Solomon, though, wrote it. So you've got a father, Solomon, who was a king, 
writing this to his kids. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, who is a king, is also writing this to his kids because we're the king's kids. Isn't that great? So, so, so when we read Proverbs, don't just go, oh, that's a cute riddle. That's a very interesting question. <laughs> Man, that's, that's so funny. Proverbs is the word of God revealed to you and me about something we desperately need in this hour, wisdom. Wisdom. Do you want some wisdom? I do. And, and what I like about Proverbs too, and this is just an introductory message today. I like Proverbs because Proverbs basically says, hey, front load wisdom. Because too many people are running stadium steps of regret and shame. Have you ever run the stadium steps of regret and shame? I have. <sighs> okay, Solomon goes, time out. Time out. Front load your life with wisdom. And here's what's so exciting. Most people here are really young. And if you look at the tenor and tone, this is gonna be for young people, but even if you're older, even, you know, I'm, I'm 33 years old, but even if you're like maybe 57, which is really old, this is still, that's how old I am, this is still for us because even though we can look back and go, man, that was so foolish. Why didn't I listen to my wife? Why did I allow Dutch to ruin my brand new SUV. Even if you can say that, you can go, you know, I'm not gonna do that the next time. You know, I'm not gonna date that guy just for several weeks and walk down the aisle. You know, I'm gonna watch my spending habits. You know, I'm gonna be more diligent. Let's, let's front load wisdom as opposed to going, oh man, I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. You know, God, that's fine, but oh man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make my decisions myself because if you are on the self-improvement plan away from God, let me just say it to you, you will end up making the same foolish mistakes that's led to where you are today. There's one verse that I want us to understand and appropriate and apply into our lives. It pretty much summarizes the entire book Proverbs chapter one, verse seven. Let's read it together. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We start with God. And you're gonna find out something. God the Father gives us wisdom. God the Son, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, is wisdom, Jesus is wisdom. The Holy Spirit of God pours wisdom out into your life and mine. So it's a Trinitarian thing. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Because specifically the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter one, verse 30, it says, Christ Jesus, who became for us the what? Wisdom of God. What is wisdom anyway? Wisdom is seeing life 
from God's perspective. What is wisdom anyways? Doing life through God's eyes, through his hands, through his ears, through his feet. This this word fool is mentioned over 70 times. 70 times in the book of Proverbs. It comes from the Hebrew root word nebal. Nebal was a, a guy in specifically 1 Samuel 25, verse 25, who was a fool. Nabal, he's like, man, there's no God. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So that's the, the root of this. Don't be a Nabal. Don't. You need to be someone who has received the gift of wisdom. I'm not saying you should know stuff. I'm not anti-education. But I'm talking about something much deeper. I'm talking about the application of knowledge, which is wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. So how do you get wisdom? I mean, let's, let's just start there. How do you get this stuff, Ed? Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It starts with God, we know that. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools are like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. But too many people are doing fool as opposed to doing faith. Well, Proverbs chapter one, verses 20 through 22, talk about wisdom. You know, wisdom calls for you and me. It calls for us. It calls publicly, calls. Wisdom, wisdom, dumb, dumb. Wisdom, dumb, dumb. So don't be a dumb, dumb. Get wisdom. Notice it's a public call. The Bible says in Proverbs 1, verse 20, wisdom calls aloud. Outside, she raises her voice in the open squares. Pull over, honey. Dutch is sick. She cries out in the chief concourses. Maybe at DFW. Maybe at Miami International. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. Now check this out. Wisdom is talking to people who are fools. And check it out, verse 22. She says, how long, oh, long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Okay. For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Read here, wisdom. So a fool starts out simple and then this simple person, this simpleton who is open to anything, everything, and believes nothing, who is swayed and pulled by this crowd or this formula or this vibe and, you know, whatever feels good, I just kind of do it, man. I just go with my heart and, you know, I just kind of, my emotions, and that's just kind of who I am. That's, that's, that's foolish. But notice the simple after you remain in Simpleville for a long time, you'll turn into someone who is scornful. Read here a cynic. Read here someone who is diametrically opposed to the wisdom of God. And we see so, so, so many people in our world today. Names, faces. I mean, if you scrolled through the people on your smartphone, how many people would you go, oh, she's wise. Oh, he's got wisdom. 
We're going we're to discover that the companion of fools suffers, suffers harm. Now look at verse 23 and 28. We're just, uh, we're just flying now. Notice repentance here, a repentant heart. And a repentant heart is where it starts if you're going to receive wisdom. Wisdom cries out for everybody. God wants everybody to have wisdom. Jesus, our wisdom, died on the cross, rose again, so that you and me could have wisdom. Isn't that awesome? God wants us to be healthy and wealthy and wise. Not as the world sees it, no, 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 no. According though to God's economy. So check out repentance. Turn at my rebuke. The word repentance simply means I'm gonna make an about face. A repentant heart is like, you know what? I'm not gonna go down the path of folly anymore. Go in the opposite direction. Repent. Surely I will pour out my spirit. There we go. The Holy Spirit of God on you. I'll make my words known to you. This book is the word of God. But here's what's scary. I've called you and you've refused, verse 24. I've stretched out my hand to you and no one regarded. That's, man, that's a sobering verse. That's a, that's a biblical buzzkill right there. Jesus reaching his hand out for people, yet people just going, not slapping it away. No, 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 no. And as you keep reading, there's a time when the grace of God transitions into the judgment of God. God's grace and forgiveness is available right now for you at this moment. It might not be tomorrow. Man, is God angry or me? No, you do that to yourself, so do I. And the Bible says, whatever I sow is what I'm going to reap. You reap what you sow. So if I walk down the path of folly, away from God, slapping his hand off of me, not listening to his call, blocking his call, dismissing his call, I'm gonna eat the fruit, the book of Proverbs said, and says, of the stuff I've planted away from God. And some of you right now are going, man, I'm eating the fruit of a substance abuse. I'm eating the fruit of an immoral life. I'm eating the fruit of exaggerating and lying. I'm eating the fruit of being lazy. I feel you. Again, all of us can point to times in our lives where we're running the stadium steps of shame and regret. I understand it. and It'll wear you out. Respond to God's voice today. Look at chapter two. Notice the invitation. My son, if you receive my word, this word receive, right in your margin, welcome mat. Lisa's parents, you'll, you'll, you'll love her parents' names. I mean, they're from the dirty south. Mendel and Elva Lee. I'm not making those names up. Mendel passed away years ago. Elva is like 92 years old. So Lisa will live way past me. She'll be like, who is that first guy you met, that skinny preacher that had the hair transplants? Anyway, 
Should be about 130. But um, people don't know whether to laugh at me or not. I'm just kidding. Just joking around. My son, if you receive my words, that's the welcome mat, Mendel and Elva. They would always say, oh yeah, that's right. Hey, welcome, come on in. They were very hospitable. We welcome wisdom. That's why I said that, the welcome mat. And treasure my commands within you, that's the Bible, so that you incline, the word incline in the Hebrew, picture of a dog perking his or her ears up. So notice the invitation to wisdom. If you receive, notice the, notice the inclination as well and treasure my commands within you. Then the application of wisdom so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Oh man, great that you have knowledge, biblical knowledge. You understand the aqueduct system during the time of Solomon and you know how many horse stables he had, 40,000. You know all that. Well, that's knowledge, cool. Apply that and put it to work. See life through the perspective of God's heart, through his eyes, through his ears. And I'm gonna tell you something. You won't be doing fool, you'll be doing faith. You won't be making those dumb, foolish decisions, keeping Dutch trapped in the brand new SUV when he was sick. You're gonna listen to that voice of wisdom. The blessings of wisdom are absolutely awesome. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.